This is episode number 189 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stanek. everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. This is our first episode in 2022 after taking a Christmas break. And for those of you who are regular listeners, I hope that you spent some of the time off catching up on a few episodes that you might have missed throughout the year. Um, and just so you know, in our office this week, we received a number of different phone calls and questions from some of our customers about the new uptick in COVID cases. Uh, many of these companies are, are, are doing what they can to make sure that their team members feel safe and upcoming meetings, that kind of thing. So many of them have actually temporarily gone back to doing virtual meetings. Um, and if you're in the same boat, then this week's episode topic might be very helpful to you. I'm going to share a few of my favorite simple ideas that you can use to make your Zoom meetings or team meetings more engaging and more interactive. By the way, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a session. And also leave me a comment wherever you download the, the, uh, the podcast from. I really appreciate that feedback. Uh, by the way, the episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you've got a team of presenters and you want to help those presenters become more persuasive or professional, or if you just want to help them increase their confidence when they stand up to speak in front of a group, just go to fearlesspresentations.com and set up a free Zoom consultation with one of our professional coaches. Um, that's fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so let's get on with seven ways to make your virtual meetings more engaging. Hey, so my topic today is seven fun ways to make Zoom meetings more interesting and interactive and engaging. My goal here is to help give you some really simple, actionable tips that you can use right now. Um, however, if you want additional details about any of these tips as I kind of go through them, make sure and go to the show notes because I'm going to have I'm going to put links into the show notes where you can go for additional how-to instructions, including videos and more detailed blog posts and and that kind of thing. So if you're listening uh, to the podcast without access to the show notes, just go to fearlesspresentations.com and you can search for seven ways to make Zoom meetings more engaging and it should come up pretty quickly and easily. All right, so let's get on with the very first thing that you can do. You, you, if you want to make your Zoom meetings more engaging, give your audience, give the participants that are coming clear team instructions ahead of the meeting. So very few things are more embarrassing than showing up for a Zoom camera meeting when you are expecting a Zoom audio meeting, you know, first, the, the time it takes you to log on to Zoom and notice that everyone else's camera is on is only about 15 seconds. And it's very, very difficult to shower, fix your hair, shave, get dressed and tidy up your kitchen in that 15 seconds. So give your team a cordial heads up and they will appreciate it. Um, I, I, by the way, I'm when I put the show notes together for this, I'm going to put a, a copy of a sample text that you can use or a sample invitation that you can use. 
Um, but it would be something like, you know, typically it just says something like Doug Standard has invited you to a Zoom meeting, you know, and that's it's okay. But if, it, if you really want it to be interactive, just add something to that. You can put something like, well, this, this will be an interactive meeting delivered entirely through Zoom. To participate, it's best to log in via a computer or a laptop versus a phone or tablet. Um, your computer will need to have video and microphone access to be able to interact with your teammates. We'll try to wrap the meeting up within 30 minutes. See you there. You know, something really, really simple like that. You don't have to put all of those words in there. But like I said, I'll put that in the show notes so that you can copy and paste it and alter it any way that you want. Usually that little warning ahead of time will fix many of the, the challenges, especially the ones that we saw early in COVID where folks were showing up to the meeting in pajamas and muffled hair and 80s rock and roll t-shirts and, and that kind of thing. So if you find that you know your team members aren't really um, reacting the way that you want them to, like one of them anyway, you can always kind of pull that person aside and call them after the meeting and, and let them know. Otherwise, uh, it, this, this works really, really well. So the second thing that you want to do is you want to create an agenda. And in addition to creating the agenda, you also want to assign roles ahead of time uh, as to what you want people to do in the meeting. So uh, one of the things I always encourage people to do, and this is whether it's an in-person meeting or a virtual meeting, is you want to make the assumption that your team does not want to be there and they do not want to participate in the meeting. If you make that assumption and then do everything that you can to help persuade them to participate, you'll typically get better results. So the real value in, in doing a Zoom meeting versus a, a, a conference call or something like that is that you get to see each other and interact face-to-face. Um, so one of the things that you want to do is you want to give your team members some face time. You want to give them a chance to speak. You don't want to be the only person speaking on that on that meeting. So identify when you're setting the agenda, you want to identify maybe three, four, five major points that you want to cover in the meeting. Uh, I also encourage you to limit the meeting to maybe 30 minutes or so. That's usually a good time frame. And then add those meeting points, those three, four, five meeting points into the calendar invite that you're using to, to invite your team members to the, the meeting. Um, don't assume that just because you put something in the agenda like project reports from team leaders, don't assume that just because that's on the agenda that your team leaders will actually prepare a project report. <laughs> Instead, after you send the invite, it's a good idea to contact each one of those team leaders to kind of prep them. You can do this just with a simple Slack or a text message saying something like, hey, Jane, uh, can you give a two-minute update on the Permian project in the, in the uh, virtual meeting tomorrow? Something really simple like that kind of goes a long way. If you don't do this, what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of and I got nothing new to reports and uh, things are great. You'll get reports like that, which are, are not really helpful a lot of times to, to make the meeting more interactive. So the third thing that you can do, this is a technique that I use a lot in my classes as well. It works really, really well. It's, it's a technique called the, can you give me an example interruption, <laughs> right? So um, sometimes what will happen is when you kind of turn the floor over to people and, and they start to speak, sometimes they may get a little long winded. They may start covering things that really are kind of off topic, something like that. And one of the things that you want to remember is that stories and examples are way more interesting to the people on the, the meeting than a monologue, whether that's you or or the the people that you have interacting and, and speaking. So when when you get your team to interact more by giving reports, sometimes the speaker is going to get 
long-winded. So a good way to help that person present better and actually reduce his or her nervousness. A lot of times they'll get long-winded because they don't really know what they're wanting to say or how they want to say it. And so they, they get nervous and get flustered. So one of the ways that you can kind of overcome that with them is just kind of interrupt them right in the middle of the, of the, um, the, the report and say, Hey, wow, that sounds interesting. Can you give me an example though? Or can you give your teammates an example? Um, a lot of times, just a little interruption like that, that little light coaching um, makes that boring recitation a little bit more interesting and it doesn't really embarrass the person that's, that's speaking. So typically, you only have to do that, by the way, a couple of times before other team members will kind of catch on that you're really looking for some kind of update in a, in a narrative or a story format. Many of, of the um, up, upcoming speakers now will start to think of examples for their reports before you actually ask them to speak. Um, number four, the fourth thing that you can do, and this is one that um, is was really revolutionary when Zoom came out with it, is use the Zoom breakout rooms to get participants to interact more or to get them to engage with each other a little bit more. Um, Zoom, when they came out with this, this uh, update, uh, it really revolutionized the, the way that we do virtual meetings and, and it's the, the breakout rooms update. So this allows you to you know, take the really big group that you have um, or small group for that matter and divide that group up into smaller groups. So like for instance, let's say you got 10 people on your staff that, that come to the staff, staff meeting and only a couple of them ever really kind of interact. You can always just take the, the 10 people, break them up into teams of two, have them partner up with each other and discuss something that you're discussing as a group and then they can come out and, and kind of report on it. Um, this is a great way to make your Zoom meetings more interesting and, and get them more interactive. Um, the bigger the Zoom meeting is, the less likely people will be to want to talk during the meeting because it can be embarrassing. And so the smaller the group, the more intimate the conversation, the more likely you are to get good ideas from people that, that might be a little bit more um, introverted you know, for instance, let's say that you have people from maybe sales, from marketing, from logistics and finance, all four departments are on your Zoom call. Well, each group might have five or six team members on, on the call. So as uh, you as the leader can break the, the group into breakout rooms by their department if you want to and give them four or five minutes to come up with the top three things that have happened in their department since the last time we met, let's say we met a week ago or a month ago. Hey, what's what's the top three things that you guys can come to a consensus on that have happened since we last met? And then have them nominate one of their team members as the as the leader. And make sure that when they nominate somebody to be the speaker, they don't make it their actual boss, you know, the, the leader of that, that team, because then it's it's going to give different people face time in, in front of the group. And then you, and then that person's going to give a report based on what was discussed in the, in the small group. Um, that's just one idea. I mean, one of the other things that you could do is you could, um, if you want the, to do more of a problem solving style of breakout room, you can have, have one person from sales, one person from marketing, one person from finance, one person from each one of those departments uh, in each one of the breakout rooms. That way um, you're, you're getting a more, a more global kind of um, ideas coming 
from the, the breakout rooms. But the, the real thing about the breakout rooms is just use your creativity to come up with really effective ways to make your, your meetings more engaging and more interactive. And it works really, really well. So the fifth thing that you can do is you can use a collaborative cloud app to make the meeting more interactive. And don't get freaked out when I say collaborative cloud app. I just, I, I didn't want to use a lot of, of brand names um, here, but the brand names for these cloud apps are going to be like OneDrive is Microsoft's version. You got Google Drive. You've got, I mean, there's just a number of different uh, creative cloud apps that, that you can use. Um, we at our company, we use Google Drive and which, which comes with like Google Docs and Google Sheets. And we use these constantly during our Zoom meetings. Um, but any collaborative tool will, will work. Um, all you really have to do is kind of share your screen and show the tool that you're using as your visual aid to the group. For instance, you can, you can set up a, a simple, let's say you're a, a sales manager and you can set up a simple spreadsheet with weekly sales revenue on that spreadsheet. And then each sales rep on the call can actually go into that same document that you're looking at or that you're sharing on your screen and enter his or her sales figures for the previous week. And as the numbers get added into the, the sheet in real time, the total increases. So, so you as a sales manager can now give positive comments as these new additions are made and, and makes it to where everybody's kind of interacting at once. And then you can comment on some of the positive things that you're seeing. Uh, you can also use things like PowerPoint or Google Slides as, as kind of a storyboard. You can use that, you share your screen and, and use that as a, um, as a way for people to add to that storyboard. So let's say you're, you're doing some, uh, a creative meeting of some type, you're trying to get ideas, then people can kind of just add their ideas to that, that storyboard. And, and as participants enter their ideas during that brainstorming session, they, they're, they're just accessing the same document that you have on your computer that you're showing to the, the, you're showing on your screen. So as those new ideas are added to the storyboard, the entire team gets to see each piece get added one after the other after the other. So those are really fun, easy ways to kind of make a static Zoom meeting a little bit more interactive and, and more engaging. So number six is very similar to number five, but you, you don't necessarily have to go to an outside app. If you're using Zoom, for instance, you can use the Zoom whiteboard to make your to do kind of the same thing. So it's a great tool. It's built into to Zoom. And most of the other virtual platforms are going to have this type of thing built in as well. The cool thing about using the whiteboard is that participants can alter it or add to it or change it without ever leaving Zoom. So if you use slides or a PowerPoint as your storyboard, then the meeting participants now have to open that application. And when they do, they're kind of losing sight. They, they lose contact with what you're presenting on your screen because they're seeing what's on their screen now. Uh, whereas if you use the Zoom whiteboard, everybody's seeing the same thing and they can interact with it there. So um, it, it, it has the potential, although it's more limited than some of the shared app platforms, uh, it, it can um, provide a, a more fluid type of idea sharing if you kind of use that technique. Uh, if you have a touchscreen computer, by the way, um, then the tool can be pretty awesome because you can basically just share your, your screen in Zoom and then select the whiteboard as your as what you're sharing, and then you can just draw on your screen with your finger and use it as as though you're kind of doing a real whiteboard in a in a real meeting. 
Um, if you don't, by the way, if you don't have a touchscreen computer, you can just log on a second time from, from your phone or, or a tablet, an iPad or something like that. And you can, you know, cause they're touchscreen. So you can use those as your, as your, as your visual aid, as you're talking or as you're presenting can make it, um, you know, basically showing something on the screen from time to time kind of breaks up the monologue and it gives your participants something else to kind of focus on. So you can also use this by the way, as a way to poll the group without forcing their choices. So when you use a poll function in Zoom, a lot of times you have to really think ahead as to what potential answers do I think my team members might give me on this poll? And then there it's, it's multiple choice. So it's, it's like you're forcing them to choose one of those things and they may not they, you know, a lot of human nature is that we're kind of contrarian. We want to choose something a little different. So if you use the whiteboard as a, as a way to catalog those ideas, basically you can have people kind of type on, on the whiteboard um, their, the idea that they have. And if somebody else is, has the same idea or agrees with what that person put, then they can put a check mark or a star next to it or something like that to kind of show that they also agree with, with that particular idea. So it real and one of the cool things about this technique is that you can you can um, it it's it, it allows you to uh, to get to ask open ended questions and then you log the responses so you get them all so basically at the end once you once you end that Zoom call then everything that was typed up on that on that whiteboard gets put into an image and it gets saved on your computer just like uh, the recordings do. Really, really fun. Okay, so the last one is the one, this is kind of the coup de grace. <laughs> this is the one that a lot of people tend to, to use. Um, I, I have to, before I kind of tell you what it is, um, you want to be kind of cautious when you're doing this one. There, you don't want whatever you're doing on your Zoom call to be cheesy, uh, but you can add a game to make the meeting more fun. You can add, there are games that you can play on Zoom to make them more fun. The reason why I'm kind of being a little bit cautious on this is because I've seen a lot of people kind of force their team members to do things that are uncomfortable, you know, like I've seen things at the very beginning of the of the pandemic. Folks were looking for ways to to interact with their team members and they would say, OK, we're going to have a virtual happy hour at uh, Friday at three thirty or four o'clock in the afternoon. So everybody come with your favorite drink and and that kind of thing. And. Those 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 things, by the way, some of them are really fun, you know, that you can get people to kind of cut loose. But in, in other cases, they just seem very forced and cheesy. So kind of be careful when you're when you're choosing a game. And by the way, um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to um, some of our favorite games, things that you can do that won't seem cheesy, some things that work really, really well as a way to get people to interact and have fun and cut loose and, and be more engaging. So I'll put a link to, to that blog post um, so that you can access it through the show notes. But sometimes you just want to have a little fun in your meetings uh, and you can download, you know, like Jeopardy games or Family Feud style templates online. I mean, they're, they're online, they're free, a lot of them. And have and you can basically have a competition with your team. Um, these are these types of games. Most of them, anyway, are really easy to set up. And and if you, that is, if you download the right template. But I find that just between you and I, I think I find that one of my favorites, outside of the ones that that I'm recommending in the show notes, is uh, family the Family Feud style game. It, it's just easiest to deliver via Zoom. It's so easy. And, and it's one of those things that it doesn't take you a whole lot of time to kind of set up. And uh, you do, it does take some time though. So you can't do this, 
spontaneously. You have to kind of prepare for it, but it can be fun and you can uh, reinforce some important things that that maybe you guys have covered in, in previous meetings and that kind of thing. So basically the way that you would do this is you would set up three different games. Maybe you can do it with just one, but maybe three different games where you have the top five answer questions like they used to do on Family Feud. Um, for instance, you can say, what were the top five industries that we sold to last year? Or what were the five most popular words that appeared in customer reviews last year? Um, and then basically, once you kind of give them the question, you divide them up into teams, flip a coin to see which one goes first, um, give the, the winner the option to play or pass. And then if they decide to play, you send them to a breakout room and give them a few minutes to come up with answers to that, that question that you gave them. And then when they, when they come out of the breakout room, you go through them, each person gets to give one of those answers. And if it's, if it's on the top five list then they get points, if it's not on the top five list, they get, a you know, they get a, they get a, a strike and when they get to three strikes, basically it goes to the other team and the other team gets a chance to, to steal. So pretty easy to set up, pretty easy to, to deliver. You don't have to have professional training or anything like that to, to kind of pull this thing off. Um, but like I said, if you, if you, if you do, if you are interested in, you know, how games that you can play that are fun and easy, um, I'll, I'll put a link to in the show notes to, um, some of my favorite ones. All right. So those are seven things that you can do to make your zoom meetings more interactive. Hopefully this is one of the last few times that we'll have to cover how to make zoom meetings more interactive because we'll be back to doing more in-person kind of things. Uh, but hopefully this is very helpful and thanks a lot for being a part of the fearless presentations podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.